Struggle and challenges does not create rebellion. The way we react to a child struggling is what creates the rebellion. If we somehow knew inside of us that we're supposed to trust the child, that when they can't do something, that there's a reason for it, and we show them that we trust you, and we don't pressure them and push and push and push, we may end up with whatever challenges and struggles they have. And it may be real. It might be trauma. It might be mental illness. It might be... We have all kinds of stuff today that didn't exist. But it's not going to be a problem called mommy and tati, mommy and daddy, or mommy and abba. Because what we do is we take kids who are hurting, and then we kill their parents. You could take the most successful kid in the world, and mom and dad start disconnecting from him, and start looking at him like, what's wrong with you, and why are you doing this, and start criticizing him, and showing him, I don't like you. That in itself is a trauma. And that's what we do to kids who are already traumatized. They're behaving clinically. They have symptoms. Sometimes, remember in the training, we went through symptoms uh, symptoms of trauma. Sometimes these kids have 10, 20 symptoms of child childhood trauma. And they've been through stuff. And then we, the parents, kill themselves. They make them a labor de kayasim. A labor de kayasim. And, and it's the worst thing in the world because they need mom and dad more than ever. So when you see a child that's not able to do, you have to realize every kid wants to be good. And it's not just me saying that. Riff Steinman, that's all said that. That was his premise. And if you look at all the different things that he said in all the G'daylum, they're at some good. Does that sound familiar? Somebody sent me a Sicha uh, or a Mimer. I don't remember. I called it a Sicha. It's called a Mimer. I don't know exactly from the Rebbe. And he said, oh, he's saying exactly what you said, that every yid is beplimius, nafsha is a chelik, elikami, mal mamash, you gotta see this mimer. I said, this? <laughs> every. Is, this is every mimer he ever said. <laughs> every sikha. They're good. And yet somehow when they are struggling, we don't realize that and we don't trust them. And we look at them like they became bad. And, and the solution to that is to somehow push them. And, and that's going to reverse itself because children have proven over the last few decades that they're right, that if they can't, there's a reason. There's a reason. So we have all of this intelligence and, and expertise and experience on this side. What's on the other side? One thing. Don't spoil him. Don't give in to him. It's that, that, that little voice that was so worried about them being spoiled that they can go through five, ten years and not have a mom and a dad who trust them. We're so worried about, they're a monster, you're going to give them a finger, they're going to take a hand. If you let them stay, stay awake, don't wake up uh, Monday morning, why would he get up Tuesday morning? We always have this little little thing in our head. And because of that, we have thousands of kids that are struggling, and they want to talk, and many times they, they don't feel that they can share. One of the things that I wanted to tell them, I'm sorry that they left, is sometimes children try to share stupid things with us to see how we respond. And if we don't build up trust with them, they're not going to release that secret that they really do have deep inside of them. We have, to, we have to make it so comfortable for kids to feel comfortable to tell us stuff. And once we say one time, eh, that's stupid, we shut them down, right? They, they don't feel they can trust us. And then we may not know their deepest, darkest secrets and be there for them in their lives. What you parents are doing is, is dysfunctional, as your children are as much pain as they're in, they have a mommy and a tati. They have a mommy and a daddy. It's like what my favorite, one of my favorite stories ever, true story. All my stories are true. We're right after the training. Remember when he was here? Who was here? Some of you were here. Guy came over to me and he said, Avi, 
I gave my daughter an iPhone. I said, no, you gave your daughter a daddy. We're not buying their love. We're proving our love. And it was so true. In the contact list, he was listed as Satan. And, the, and her mother was Satan's mistress. And after this, and part of the whole TP process, it was changed to mom and dad. So why, are, why doesn't everybody do that? Why, why doesn't everybody just give your kids what they need and what they're asking for? Because we have this little thing. They're really bad. They're going to take advantage. They're going to be monsters. They're going to take advantage of you. right? You don't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah, if your kid's name is Muhammad and he has like, like a, a plastic vest you know, with explosives on, don't negotiate with or or do neg- buy the iPhone. But these are not terrorists. These are wonderful kids. What happened to Chela Kalakamimah? What happened? Yeah, it could be along the way. You have to deal with it. They might be spoiled. If they're healthy, you'll deal with it. Not when they're becoming dysfunctional and not when you see that the reaction is not not normal and proper. I had a father that called me up and he was telling me, I have to teach my kid the value of a dollar. I have to teach my kid that not everything comes for free. I'm not going to bend over backwards. He's not the king of this house. He's not King Tut. And he has to put in his efforts and he has to help clean up the whole the whole thing. I said, fine, I agree with everything. Teach him everything. But now, while he's on drugs and suicidal and wants to die, now we have to teach him? Right? I said, really, it's not true. Because the problem with your kid is not that he has a chasarn in midas. The problem is not that you didn't play enough Marvelous Midos Machine and Uncle Maishi. That is not what's happening here. But let's say you want to teach him, but not now. He's in the middle of, middle of committing suicide. He's on the way down. You say, and a value of a dollar, I have to teach you a value of a dollar. They're in the middle of destructo mode. They're, they're self-destructing their lives. They're, they're, they don't see a future. They're suffering from anxiety, from depression, from all kinds of stuff. And now you're going to teach him a lesson. And then we're surprised that the lesson doesn't get taught and they don't walk away with learning anything. They cannot learn now. Now your job is different. Your job is to nurture. Nurture. If you don't know how to, that means that that's why you were sent down to this world to be masaking this mida to learn how to nurture, to learn how to self-sacrifice, to learn how to put others before you, to learn how to control yourself, to learn patience. I didn't say this. The Arizal says it. The Arizal says that person is put down here to be masaking, to fix to make a tikkun. Otherwise, he wouldn't be sent down. We're all, we're all not here for the first time. We have to be masaking something. And if you're not masaking that thing, no matter how much tire and mitzvah you do, you're going to have to come down again. How do you know what it is? So, says the Nesiva Shalom, from the Friyadik Asfarim. Very simple. The thing that's the hardest for you to do, why do you think it's so hard? Because the Yitzhahara wants to stop you from doing the tafkid of your life. So he sets up the most soldiers around that thing. That's why you're so stingy. That's why you have anger issues. That's why, because that's your tafkid that you have to fix. It's not a mistake. He knows how to set it up. And you remember in camp we played capture the flag? How do you know where the flag is? Where there's the most people defending it. The Yitzhahara knows, I want you to do everything bad, but there are certain things that Bing, 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 ding, ding, ding. You're going to fulfill the task of your life. See, he makes that the hardest for you. The thing that's the hardest for you in Sur Meira, in Avera, is your tafkid. Okay, but you also have a mission, says the Arizal, in Asay Taif, to accomplish things. So, says the Nesiva Shalom, how do you know what that is? Look at your skills. Why do you think you were given these skills? Because those are the skills you need to be misakin what you were sent down here for. It's an unbelievable thing.
You have to look at your skill set Hashem gave you. So we have a lot of work to do in the Sur Meirah, and I say to you, and like I said before, the, the people who get helped the most is ourselves. Because otherwise, till we die, we're not changing. Nobody can change us anymore. We just continue in our trauma mode, and in our, with all the walls up, and all of our, our limitations. And all of a sudden, this cuckoo kid comes, and it's do or die, Rahman al-Islam, God forbid, right? I got a text today. I texted parents. I don't usually do this. Because I, I just can't keep track, and I don't like to do it. But I texted them. I haven't heard from you in a long time. What's going on? Oh, we got sidetracked, and and we stopped doing TP. Like you could do TP and not do TP. What is so? You're not understanding and compassionate. <laughs> like you're mean and angry. Like we got sidetracked. Anyway, a, a month went by. Our kid is not talking to us, and he's locked in his room, and he's suicidal. And we don't know whether to call the psych ward, or we should go to we should call the police. We should go to a psych ward to be locked up. I'm like, what? You, what happened here? What you dropped your kid for nothing? A month ago, the kid was a much better place, and now they're picking psych wards, and they weren't even going to let me know. And I would find that afterwards that the kid's in the psych ward because the parents are too busy. Like, oh, you know. And I'm, I love parents. Don't get me wrong. You know, I don't blame you at all. It's hard, and it's always, and it's constant, and you're you're raising other kids, and you're you have a life. But I'm just saying, fact of life. This is what happened. So we mamish have to be focused, 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 and dedicated. And we have to think about, in this wall, which brick is, is you know, where am I stuck? And that's what you got to focus on. And, and in group, you can find mentors, right? You can find mentors. You could always find somebody, match you up with somebody that's similar to you, if necessary. And we got to get it done. Because if you drop it, you, you don't change. You're not massacring yourself, and you, and you can lose your kid, which is going to be... Much, much, much more. I'm not talking about losing chas v'shalom, which could happen also, but just going out, dealing with psych wards, paying. Now they have to raise 50000 a month or something, which is not a great success rate. It ends up costing you more time, money, and effort to screw up. But it's like everything. We all know that. You know, sinning causes you more time, money, and effort, right? They're not sinning. But every person on a diet knows that if you mess up your diet, it's going to cost, cost you more energy and all of that. But... We're humans. We do the best we can. Come to group every week and read the manual cover to cover. Somebody was sending me other stuff. I'm like, you know, there's no other stuff. There's no Mishpacha Ami. There's no CNN. There's no, right now, master the manual. Become a master of it and get this right and, and hope and pray that it works. The Ezra Hashem. You should all see Hatzlacha with your kids.